Hi. 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 Welcome back to the Barefoot Office. I'm so glad that you're here. We're finishing this strange story from Judges today, and it's quite late, so I'm just going to be reading it once and then <clears throat> asking the questions, but I still invite you to pause for a moment and take off your shoes, take a deep breath, and be ready to spend some time with yourself in conversation with me with this sacred ancient text as we spend time with each other and hope to find God here. The 600 Danites armed for battle stood at the entrance of the gate. The five men who had spied out the land went inside and took the idol, the ephod, and the household gods while the priest and the six hundred armed men stood at the entrance of the gate. When the five men went into Micah's house and took the idol, the ephod, and the household gods, the priest said to them, What are you doing? They answered him, Be quiet, don't say a word. Come with us and be our father and priest. Isn't it better that you serve a tribe and clan in Israel as your priest rather than just one man's household? The priest was very pleased. He took the ephod, the household gods, and the idol, and went along with the people. Putting their little children, their livestock, and their possessions in front of them, they turned away and left. When they had gone some distance from Micah's house, the men who lived near Micah were called together and overtook the Danites. As they shouted after them, the Danites turned and said to Micah, "'What's the matter with you that you called out your men to fight?' He replied, "'You took the gods I made and my priest and went away. What else do I have?' How can you ask, what's the matter with you? The Danites answered, Don't argue with us, or some of our men may get angry and attack you, and you and your family will lose your lives. So the Danites went on their way, and Micah, seeing that they were too strong for him, turned around and went back home. Then they took what Micah had made and his priest and went on to Laish against a people at peace and secure. They attacked them with the sword and burned down their city. There was no one to rescue them because they lived a long way from Sidon and had no relationship with anyone else. The city was in a valley near Beth Rehob. The Danites rebuilt the city and settled there. They named it Dan after their ancestor Dan, who was born in Israel, though the city used to be called Laish. There the Danites set up for themselves the idol, and Jonathan, son of Gershom, the son of Moses, and his sons were priests for the tribe of Dan until the time of the captivity of the land. They continued to use the idol Micah had made all the time the house of God was in Shiloh. What word or phrase stuck out to you in this reading? For me it was, the priest was very pleased and you took the gods I made and my priest and went away. What else do I have? (sighs) 
Where do you see God in this passage? Again, I don't know about God necessarily, but where I see some just typical exemplary garden variety human behavior is in those two phrases that I saw that I noticed with my attention that they came to take everything away from the priest and they did and from the person who had given them all to the priest and he said what are you doing and they said come with us we'll give you something better something more and he said okay and his loyalty was not to the relationship the person that got him where he was but to himself maybe to the gods and idol it's not really clear but he goes with them puts himself above his station or his job or his loyalty I guess and that's something we all do or have the temptation to do something I've done often enough in my life and so I just noticed that and then this situation with Micah who comes chasing after them and they say why do you want to fight us and he says because you took everything from me what else am I supposed to do what else indeed Micah experiences loss and the loss turns to I guess we don't know how many iterations Micah goes through but maybe frustration maybe anger maybe sadness maybe fear but it becomes rage and violence and action something I can see with my oldest child clearly on a regular basis. You want something, I say no, he gets angry, we fight about it. Well, if I just said yes, like I talked about a few nights ago, maybe that wouldn't happen so much. And often I find myself saying no for reasons that don't make sense at all. Or just because it isn't something I want to do, so he shouldn't want to do it either, so he shouldn't bother me. Well, that doesn't make sense. He's a six-year-old. He wants to do what he wants to do, and he should be encouraged to explore that. And so I'm trying to say yes more, but slowly I think it's working. And it happens with myself. Someone sets a boundary on me or a limit and I want to fight them. To argue with them, to tell them why they're wrong and why I should be able to do what I want to do. We all just want to do what we want to do and we don't like to be limited. I remember my eighth grade teacher talking about 
the freedom that you can find within limits. He was talking about the dress code of wearing a shirt and tie, which we had to do on Fridays or Mondays or chapel days anyways. And I've gone through times where I've understood what he meant and I've felt it. I actually quite liked the simplicity of having school uniforms in high school, though a lot of my classmates hated them. Complained against them. But I still don't frequently have trust for those people who are trying to put limits and boundaries around me. And that changes things. So I wonder how I can build that trust with my oldest son and see where things go from there. What can you imagine yourself doing or being? What do you think God might be calling you to do or to be as you reflect on this passage? (laughs) In this passage as a whole, thinking about last night, there's a lot about strength. Who can have what they want? Who can get what they want? Who can have power or a place of their own or gods or possessions or money will be on who's strong enough to take it. And I don't think that's the kind of person I want to be that is someone who just gets what they want because I'm gets what I want because I'm strong enough to take it. I'd like to be a person who knows what I want and can ask for it and can wait for it. Now I'm not, I don't think particularly that kind of person. But I think my values indicate to me that I would like to be, but this whole exercise of doing this podcast, this Lectio Divina practice, is to hear those things, to try to hear those things, that I want to try to put them in action and practice. There's another step further that is to do more journaling. Did a lot of journaling around a year ago, a lot of writing, but I haven't done much in quite a while, probably for any of 2020 really. So while I keep doing my step work for ACA and my workbook and other projects that I'm working on, I think for tomorrow I'm going to carve out some time to do a colorful journal page where I just write sentences as they come into my mind with all the different colors and sometimes make connections, but 
to do one page in my journal with my colors tomorrow. And that for tonight, for tomorrow, can be enough. Almighty God, you have given your only Son to be for us a sacrifice for sin and also an example of godly life. Give us grace to receive thankfully the fruits of his redeeming work and to follow daily in the blessed steps of his most holy life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Hope and joy be yours. For you have within you, and you are, the light of God, the light of the world, always.